How are we doing guys? It's Fit Food Radio episode 111, all the ones, and it's of course me, Mayboy Whitmore, with the one and only Keris Marsden. Good afternoon. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> That's my laptop. <laughs> How rude. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about well funny enough like we get a lot of messages from people saying like, oh how do you how do you fit it all in you know how do you fit all your exercise in your meal prep etc etc because i think people i don't know i think sometimes people think we've just got all the time in the world yeah which we don't that's saying it's all right for you isn't it's it? all right for you that's your favorite <laughs> saying that is I, yeah i do say it for you're you. terrible for that like, oh, here we go <laughs> People think it of us because they're like, well, you're at home all day, you run your own business, you're just doing nutrition and fitness, so it's kind of a job. Like, people, you say this when I was a personal trainer, and I was never more unfit and unhealthy than when I I was a personal trainer, so... Yeah, that's the thing, that's the the irony. Like, (laughs) when I was a full-time PT, I was easily my, I'd say, my unhealthiest. Yeah, yeah. And your fitness suffers, everything suffers. Even though you think it's such a physically active job and you've got to think about it, I think that's why a lot of people get into it. But I couldn't, you can't wait to get out of the gym, basically, can't you? As soon as you got a break. Well, that was a problem, wasn't it? If you were a busy PT, which you know I was lucky enough to be at one point, you know, I was very, very busy, which is what most people strive to be when they're a personal trainer. They want a nice full diary, yeah, which always sounds very good, and from a financial point of view, it's great and all. But then when you start realizing, oh, hang about, I'm knackered all the time I haven't got time to train myself because yeah. I've been back to back all morning and now that I've got an opportunity to have a break I want to get out the gym yeah I want to see a bit of daylight it was a basement gym and then you'd be like oh, I really should train because I haven't got any other opportunity to train but then you're like oh I really don't want to and you have this constant back and forth and that's what became problematic for me and that's why I was a bit like I need to do something about this because I'm suffering. Yeah. It's the same when you study nutrition, you spend all day like going through like 150 slides about how amazing kale is and you go yeah. home, you're like, I just want to eat a cake and drink some yeah. wine. Pop, <laughs> pop into Greg's on your yeah. way home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a, tired. Get a sausage roll. Yeah, yeah that'll do. <laughs> just to get me home. <laughs> it's all about balance. It's all about balance. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Give me a sausage roll. I haven't had a sausage roll from Greg's for... Years. I've never had a sausage roll from Greg's, but my nan used to make amazing sausage rolls, like hot from the oven when we arrived. Do you remember when was the last time someone made you a sausage roll and you got home and it was homemade pastry? Never. Yeah. It's, it's never happened. One day in your dreams, you'll come home to a freshly baked sausage roll. From you? Made by me. Blimey. One day. Come on, hold me breath. <laughs> I'm still waiting on your world famous sausage plat. Uh, risotto. Oh, oh yeah. That you're amazing at making. Yeah. I've never made it. I made a sausage plat at school. I must have said this before on the podcast. I just remember this sausage plat we made in home economics. And I was so proud of mine. Like I got the best pastry recipe. I got it off my gran, I think, at the time. And then it collapsed in my bag on the way home. <laughs> it was like a sausage. Disaster. A sausage. It was a sausage splat. <laughs> I was going to say a sausage shat. <laughs> my mum and dad were like, what you made? It's like a mess. Sound the same. It's a sausage shat. <laughs> Where were we? We digress. We digress again. Yeah, so what we was going to talk about was um, (laughs) we get asked a lot about, I suppose, like our routine and how we manage to kind of do the things that we do. And it's not always easy. And we we have our obstacles. We have our barriers, just like everyone else does. We're just, I suppose, been in the game long enough, so to speak, to have... More perspective. Yeah, more perspective. And we can go about these things in a slightly more 
constructive way, yeah. I guess, rather than kind of like letting these barriers dominate and stop us living the healthy lifestyle that we want to live. Kerry's actually read a book called A Morning Routine. My Morning Routine. My Morning Routine, yeah. which is a book that's full of people from all walks of I just said all warps of life, but it's all walks of life, isn't it? Yeah. How long yeah. have you been saying walks for? <laughs> it, it was just the other day. No, so someone said it slowly and said all walks of life. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what it is. Now we warps know. kind of makes sense. Warps. <laughs> Time warps. All warps of life. Yeah. All walks of life. Kind of sounds the same. When I say it like that, most people probably wouldn't even notice that I've been saying it yeah. incorrectly <laughs> for all these years. Anywho, so people from all walks of life. It's anyhow. You said anywho, just in case you got that one wrong as well. Did know. I say anywho? Yeah. Yeah, but it's anyhow. Just, yeah, I know. I'm just checking you knew that. Oh, no, I know yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. I remember anywho from The Simpsons. Right, okay. Do you remember? I will get this sentence out. Yeah. <laughs> So this book, My Morning Routine, from people from all walks of life. (laughs) (laughs) And they essentially share their morning routine, their daily routine, and how they go about their day. You loved it, didn't you? And you kind of kept telling me about all these different... What I found really interesting, I said this to you, is I'm always interested... You know when you open a magazine and see like Day in the Life or What's in My Fridge? I'm such a voyeur. Like I I just should have been an anthropologist because I love studying humans, human behaviour. But I'm always really drawn to what do they do from a health perspective to look after themselves? Because you get in a little bubble yourself of like, you know, what you perceive healthy to be and nutrition and fitness and that kind of thing. So I love it when you go outside of that industry and start to see, well, what are other people doing? So this book was based on mainly entrepreneurs. So these are people who've run successful businesses, work long hours. So have they kind of struck that balance between work life, essentially? Mm. And, and uh, some of it's based on what they do for health. Some of it's based on what they do. Health is a theme throughout the book, but some of it's more about exercise well, I, well, in I'm their morning. they wouldn't put people in the book that had an unhealthy routine. <laughs> <Yeah. routine. laughs> I wake up, <laughs> roll a joint. <laughs> yeah. a sausage roll from Greg's. Eat any leftovers. <laughs> no, but um, each chapter is different in terms of some are about mindset, some are about what they, they all say what they have for breakfast, which I find fascinating. And it ranges from nothing to like a protein bar to... How come you never um, ask me what I have for breakfast? What do you mean? You say you find it fascinating. Well, I know what you have for breakfast. I'm here all the time. So anyway, I had the idea and I said this to you. I would love to do this with a lot of people from the health industry in terms of we know really good personal trainers. We know good nutritionists. We know good osteopaths. And I'm sure they've all got their own, you know, after doing this for 10, 20, 30 years, however long. Yeah. They've all developed a routine across the day and night that supports health. So my idea is to do a day in the life of health. I said to you I was going to write it as a series of interviews and do an ebook, but actually, why not just do it as podcasts and Facebook Lives instead? So if you think that's a good idea, let me know and I'll keep doing it on Facebook. But there are some people out there in our industry that don't get the same kind of social media exposure, mainly because they're kind of still out there working, mm. you know, long hours helping people, don't have time, or it's not their thing to be on social media. Alessandro, who's in episode 109, is a prime example of yeah. someone who is out there changing lives, making a big difference. But, you know, if I say to him, come on a Facebook Live, he looks frozen with fear. He's like, no way. It's quite funny because if there's like a camera not rolling and stuff like that, like you can't shut him up, can you? Not in a bad way. He's no, just so no. passionate about, so about this kind of stuff. And he's Italian as well. So he's very... He was banging the table through very, the whole he's interview. He's very dramatic <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, really gets into it and whatnot. Life, and then yeah. as soon as you like, you get a camera on him, he's just like a <laughs> rabbit in headlights yeah, type yeah. thing. Like, uh, like that. It's, it's amazing how it does that to people. But Well, yeah, so that's my idea. And I thought, why don't we start off by interviewing each other? 
So what do you do day in, day out to look after mm. yourself? What do you eat? How do you adapt your mindset? What do you do to escape? Well, what do you do to have a good night's sleep? Well, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously our routine has changed quite a lot over the years. Because a lot of stuff, obviously, we do together, you know, because we, we live together, we're a couple, we run a business together, we have a dog, you know, so there's that shared responsibility there. But it wasn't always that way. You know, obviously, we didn't have Hamish, believe it or not. It feels weird, actually, because you kind of can't quite can't imagine. life without him. Without him. Bless him. But I think our routines have changed quite a lot over the years, for the better. Now, on reflection, I can see that when we first launched the business and we were personal trainers and we were getting up at one point half past four now I can see how damaging that was mm. in terms of well I of, still do that but, yeah, no, but still it's all right for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson in bed whilst I get up yeah I can see now and that was the first time I noticed having some real hormone issues as in like narcolepsy mid-afternoon and menstrual cycle completely disappeared all those kind of things but weirdly I was just a bit like yeah but I'm in the moment I'm doing this I'm doing that I completely ignored it all I'm in the present (laughs) yeah (laughs) fast asleep by two and I definitely think the body just does not like that kind of yeah so for me that lifestyle of and then going back to work at six o'clock until nine o'clock it definitely wasn't good and then having really light sleep plus we were living with your mom and, and stepdad so very little kind of like downtime in terms of you know, get home to the Spanish Inquisition. What's it called? Is that what you say when it's question after question? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a great kind of uh, daily routine to have. Yeah. And I mean, like we've obviously, you know, always had, well, not always, even now I'd say our routine's not perfect by any means. And it's not always the same, you know, it's not like, I mean, there are certain things now that are almost like daily non-negotiables that we very much do regardless. And we did have an element of that back in the day when, you know, you could even go far back as like pre-fit food when we weren't as good with our diet and whatnot. But we were still relatively big on meal prep and stuff like that because of the long hours that we worked. It was important that we had like some good food to take with us, etc., etc. So that's kind well, of been a... A big evolution for me, and I think it has been for you, is that when we first started out, we thought it was all about exercise and we had relatively good diets, but like kind of not as good as they should have been given the amount of exercise we were doing, if that makes sense. Like our need to eat really well was probably greater because we were doing a lot and uh, obviously not sleeping and things like that as much as we should be. Then I went through a phase of thinking it was all about the food. Then I went through a phase of thinking it was all about supplements. (laughs) Then through a phase of thinking it's all about kind of more about, I suppose, kind of like mindset and managing stress and supporting your mood health. And now I just think it's about habits daily habits it's like it's what you do every single day which is a combination of all of those things in some ways and there's no single one that's more important they've just all work very synergistically so you can't be eating really well and being sedentary and not getting enough sleep I mean it's a great start obviously I'm not kind of taking anything away if that's what you're doing but you do need to do some of the other stuff to really get that complete picture of health. The more I learn about the physiology of health, the more I'm like, God, it is all of them. It's how you think, it's how you move, it's how you sleep, it's how you eat. Something that we always say is that it's never one thing, but one thing can have a knock-on effect to the next thing. One thing can affect the next, and then you get this kind of like domino effect and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's easy to kind of pick out these ideals, you know, oh, you know, need to get eight hours of sleep every single night, need to eat 10 fruit and veg a day, need to hit my protein target, need to do this much exercise. Do you know what I mean? But the reality is like, there's going to be some days when you don't get eight hours of sleep. There's going to be some days when you don't eat 10 fruit and veg. There's going to be some days when you don't train for whatever reason. And there's going to be some days where you've maybe, you know, drank a bit more alcohol than you supposedly should. 
I think we just like latch on to these ideals and, and sometimes, quite frankly, put too much pressure on ourselves to to be perfect. And the reality is it doesn't exist. Well, I think that's really important, especially if you're kind of new to all this stuff. You can sometimes feel like you've got to be doing all of it. And actually to make it a habit, which is what you said is the most important thing. I think it's better to tackle one at a time, which I did without realising that's what I was Mm. doing. Tackled one at a time and sometimes went too, actually, in fact, with all of them, I went too heavy too quickly with all of them and then had to rein it back. I went too extreme with the exercise, too extreme with the food and even the supplements when I first started discovering (laughs) discovering them. I was like... Still paying off the remortgage. Yeah, yeah, these are the answers to everything, (laughs) you know, and actually... Even that kind of mindset side of things. I'm a big fan of things like talking therapies. Absolutely. But even that, you know, you are still on a lifelong journey with it. Don't think that six weeks of counseling and things like that is going to sort everything out in your head. It's going to help you organize your thoughts. But this whole thing is going to be work in progress. And there's just something that as life evolves, as you get more experience, that you begin to adapt and reframe things. And yeah, you get better at doing that. But with all of it, it's very easy to go full throttle. And we see this often with people jumping onto Fit to 16 and thinking they dash out and they buy all the food. And then it's like brilliant initially, you know, week one, because it's new and it's exciting. Mm. And then it's kind of like, right, well, week one, all that batch cooking was absolutely exhausting. And the gym sessions, you know, I couldn't fit them all in. And we do in the planet say, you know, there are lots of easy ways to do this. We give quick meal ideas, instant meal ideas, I call them, where you just go and buy, you know, some smoked salmon, avocado and some rocket. It's a meal, you know, that's an instant meal to me. Um, But also from the training perspective, that might need to come later, but you just, you're walking in at first, you know, those kind of things are really important. But the reason often people can't sustain it is they kind of do go in too heavy too quickly, whereas it could be that you do more of a step change. But also as well, you know, like you said, it's about developing healthy habits and a habit is something that you do i mean i don't know what is the true definition of a habit maybe wikipedia that or something i don't know but essentially if it's a habit you know if you think of old people say oh you know i can't just give up smoking it's a habit you know or whatever but a habit is essentially something that you do without giving it much thought much effort so to speak it's almost very much part of your day-to-day you know it doesn't require much like negotiation with yourself to try and convince yourself to do it and blah 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 oh keris is looking it up now what does it say <laughs> i just looked it up and there's a picture of a nun smoking very randomly in this dictionary a settled or regular tendency or practice especially one that is hard to give up okay there you go he has an annoying habit of interrupting me for example God, it was written about you. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. The irony. Yeah. But yeah, so if you are finding that you're starting on like a training plan, nutrition plan, whatever it may be, and, and you just find it's very much stop start and you can't stick to it, then essentially you haven't created a habit because if you did, you'd still be going at it. Yeah, but also remember the changes and the habits that you have to develop go both ways. So as much as you might be starting something, as this great example with the non-smoking kind of illustrates, you might also be stopping something. And that is also things like overtraining and overthinking food, you know, orthorexia, which is kind of a version of what we might call kind of disordered eating, where you start to develop rules, anxiety and kind of phobias about, you know, if you don't eat a certain way. So you're so obsessed with health. You have to kind of break that cycle sometimes if you've been in this environment for too long. And obviously with social media, that's been more kind of fueled. So actually that side of change is just as hard for a lot of people. So to stop overtraining and to stop thinking that a pizza is bad if you've been, you know, kind of very strict with yourself. Mm. And I know as many people and clients that I'm working with where I'm more kind of saying, you need to relax a little bit, like you're making yourself unhealthy. 
if this is a full-time job for you and you have no life, that wasn't the point of these healthy habits. They were there to allow you to go out and do some really cool stuff. Like that's something that people forget. You know, like habits work both ways. There's good habits, there's bad habits type thing. Yeah. You know, so it's just a bad habit of mine, whatever. But also, you know, that's not just things that you do physically, is it? It's uh, how you how you react to situations, you know, particular news or or whatever. You know, for example, so you have a really bad reaction to technology failures. Yeah. Not good. Not good. I was on the phone to you the other day and you couldn't, your battery was going to go and you couldn't plug in. You could literally hear the cortisol rising like in seconds because you were going, for God's sake, (laughs) just plug in. No, but you know, that was accumulative though, because it was just one of their mornings where it was lots of little things just were going wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was accumulative. I was going, breathe, breathe. People thought I was coaching someone through labour. Yeah, chill. And I was like, gosh, yeah, she's right. I am overreacting a little bit here. But what I was going to say was, is like from a health perspective, you know, let's say you, you had this massive intention to train in the morning before you went to work and you happen to oversleep. That was no longer going to happen because you got to get to work, right? Yeah. A bad habit might then be to then guilt trip yourself all day because you haven't trained. Carry that around with you. You can't possibly yeah. train in the evening because you've got to be somewhere else and this, that and the other. And you really beat yourself up about it. Rather than thinking, do you know what it is, what it is, I overslept, you know, wasn't what I planned, but hey, it's done now. I'll just train tomorrow or whatever it may be. Or, you know, that classic example when we've done this and so many of our clients have done it. Let's say you've prepared a nice healthy lunch for the day and in your rush in the morning, you end up leaving it on the side or in the fridge and you're like, damn it. I went to all that effort to prepare myself a nice, tasty, healthy lunch. I've left it at home. I'm going to have to buy food out after all. And then because you're just feeling a bit sorry for yourself, you go to Greg's and you get a sausage roll and a packet of crisps and a drink, <laughs> meal deal, whatever it may be, rather than going, ah, never mind. I'm sure it'll be all right for later on. That could be my dinner instead. And I'll go to, I don't know, Pret or somewhere and try and make the best choice that I can. And I think sometimes, you know, like we always say, what's near you or your place of work do a little list of each in terms of what would be a really good choice that I could make here if I ever needed something from Marks and Spencer's, Prep, Starbucks, whatever it may be. Yeah, but sometimes that's not the problem. The problem is that gutting feeling of the amazing food that you left on the side. Yeah, but then the Greg sausage roll probably isn't going to solve that. Unless, of course, you're happy to have that and then just enjoy it for what it is, get on with your life and not let it spiral out of control. Do you see what I mean? But your thought process are very much a habit as well. Yeah. And I think that's something to consider and and certainly something that, you know, even I had my meltdown with the technology the other day, I wouldn't always react like that. No, no, it can be like, yeah, the odds were against you that morning. Circumstantial. Yeah. So now we've waffled a little bit. Why don't we look at the actual questions that you did put together for this idea that you had in terms of your routine? How about I interview you and then the next episode you can interview me? Oh, go on then. Right. Like, Are you ready, you know, Matthew? Because you, you don't know these questions. I'm not one to talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, right. Define health for you in three sentences. Three sentences? You've never defined anything you've, in three you've sentences. you lost me already. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Define health in three sentences. Well, I think something that I've realised massively... Wait, you're already two sentences in. Yeah, but these are fillers. These are just fillers. <laughs> words. You've got to ignore it. These don't no. count. No, this is the point. <laughs> Succinct. Health, to me, encompasses food, movement, and mindset. And (laughs) (laughs) if I was to define health, 
I'd say that, you know, to have high energy levels most of the time, to be disease free. That's good. And to be able to, I suppose, respond to situations in the most positive way possible. That'll do. That's good. How's that? Very good. Wow. Well done, Matt. Yeah. It's about five sentences, good, maybe. Good. I don't yeah, know. That's good. I, I'm impressed. Because I just feel that, you know, something that I've realised over the no, years... No, no, you start it. Stop it. That I'm, was it. <laughs> I'm expanding. No, no, you got three sentences. Because <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Next question. Ready? I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Tell me about your morning routine. Okay. There's no limit on the sentences, but... Oh, so <laughs> I, can I expand on this one then? No. <laughs> my morning routine yeah. yeah okay what morning? so why did what, what <laughs> we don't need all seven <laughs> no but mine do differ I, don't, I, don't, I know they do but just say about the things that you do that support your health uh-huh. so if you have to get up really early yeah you know, what okay. do you do go cool. on then so let's go with one of those days a yeah. really early morning start. so tuesdays and thursdays are my really earliest they're the days that i get up about 4 15 yeah which is crazy o'clock so you could say my morning routine starts the night before. Very good. I'm impressed oh, already. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Because, you know, I want to maximise my time in bed. If I'm getting up at 4.15 to be out the door for 4.30, quarter to 5, I want as little to do as possible in the morning. In the morning. So the just, night before... Just leave I, your clothes. I have slept in my clothes before when I've gone in with you at well, 4.15. Do, do you know what? You, you laugh, but sometimes I do sleep in my pants and socks. So then in the morning, it's just shorts and top. <laughs> Stinks. Yeah, it's, it's no big deal. They go on, they're fresh. They're not the ones from the day before. They're fresh on just oh, before I, I go to bed, which to many people are like, what, you're putting clean pants and socks on before bed. But sometimes in my head, it's like I'm being prepared. Yeah. So I'll sometimes do that. I have my clothes out ready. My bag is packed, ready to go. Like yeah. I don't need to do anything. I have the coffee pot ready. So the coffee's already in the pot. The kettle is full. All I need to do is literally come down, hit on, yeah. on the kettle. And then that's all I'm doing. I'm just waiting for the kettle to be boiled, to, to brew my coffee, to go in my cup. I, I think we gathered that. To get in the cup. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Um, so no no food at that time in the morning? You're not hungry? Well, I wouldn't say I'm not hungry, but as I said, I like to maximise my time in bed. So, and I generally, I might look at, it's not always a healthy habit, I guess, but I might look at whilst the coffee's brewing, just quickly see if there's any quick emails that I can respond to or any messages through social media that are quick responses. You know, if it's anything that's going to require a bit more time, I'll save that for later on. So in my head, I'm like, I'm multitasking. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm filling a gap instead of just doing nothing. That's quite interesting because in morning routine, I was surprised how many people don't open emails until they've had a nice mm. morning. Well, it depends. Many of them like, said like 10 o'clock or Because I can scan o'clock. an email, my, my inbox, and yeah, be like, yeah. I almost know which is going to be one that I don't even open because yeah. I've know i got an idea what that's going to be. Yeah. So I've got a little bit better at that. And then I get in the car and at that time in the morning, I've got like a, a 50 minute to an hour drive ahead of me, which used to I was going to say you're going to tell about your favourite radio presenter well, it's, well yeah because funny enough because at 4.30 in the morning I got into the habit of listening to LBC and funny enough I'd never listened to LBC ever in if my life if someone's not based in the UK what is LBC? I don't know what it stands for to be honest with you <laughs> do I actually? no, no Google <laughs> it's London something isn't it? Google that shizzle but the guy that's on in the morning 
he's just quite funny. You know, he's just quite an easy listen. Um, leading Britain's conversation. Ah, really? they say that all the time, leading Britain's conversation. But I just thought that was their strap line. Who knew? There we go. Now we know. Funny enough, what I was going to say was, is I used to, and I mentioned this the other day when we did that talk at the school, was I used to, I suppose, put this pressure on myself. Steve Allen, yeah, that's the guy. Steve Allen's the kind of, he does the 4am to 7am slot and he's just uh, just very direct in his opinion. He's quite funny. He reads a lot of the tabloids in the morning and, and whatever. A podcast. And it's just really easy listening. Whereas before, and as I was just saying, like when I used to, when we did that talk at the school a couple of weeks or so ago, and I mentioned how when you're in the education industry, which we are, aren't we? Like to a degree, you know, we're not teachers per se, but, you know, our goal is to try and educate and empower people. And I think sometimes we used to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to almost constantly be reading or listening to an audio book, researching, expanding on our knowledge, blah, blah, blah. And we do do that. But I think we put almost like a unrealistic pressure on ourselves to be doing it all the time in every spare moment that we had. I think the cool thing about listening to something like the radio is if you're not careful, you lose touch. And I'm not saying that LBC is like being in touch, but what I do think is that you you lose touch with what the rest of society is talking about. Mm. And occasionally I've tuned in to kind of like Radio 2 and Radio 4. Like when I've been driving, I've been like, gosh, there's discussions about heart disease and there's discussions about things that I talk a lot about. But mm. it's nice hearing well, what does mainstream radio say about these things and that's kind of and it's hilarious but that's lbc at 4 30 in the morning they might be talking about something like farming or they're talking about you know all sorts of stuff mainly celebrity gossip as well which is just nice to escape you know at that time well, in the morning rather than thinking about your work i'm sure but, but for me it's became a bit of a distraction and instead of like you know listening to a podcast which i still do I, on my drive back funnily enough i like listening to my podcasts or education-based like audio books on my way back from from London, coming back to Tunbridge Wells. But in the morning, half four, quarter to five, I've just now got into this habit where I'm like, that's just a little bit of me time with me coffee, a little bit of easy listening on the radio, you know, and because at that point, A, it's the crack of dawn. And B, I'm like, do you know what? I, I work enough, you so know. I was going to say, and, and there's an element to like life being, it sounds silly, but life being tough. Mm. And it's like to be on the road at half four, is pretty you know if you're tired and things like that and you've got a whole day of work ahead of you and you know we don't actually normally take a day off so we work most days so I think there is an element of just going this is my being kind to myself hour where I do something that I really want to do and that's exactly it and what's good like what progress that I've made has been that before I'd feel an obligation at that time to listen to a podcast you know to do with nutrition to do with training or something along those lines or an audio book that's based on business or again training nutrition because I felt it was my duty to do so even though sometimes it was the last thing I wanted to do because my brain was already going at 100 mile an hour because you know what needed to be done that day etc etc whereas now I don't feel guilty for that because I'm like it's half four in the morning I've got a client at 6 a.m I'm back to back for the morning with clients and then I've got you know a heap of work to do this afternoon that's fine so I'm happy now. This is my time, like I say, with my coffee, bit of easy listening, bit of, you know, brain dead radio, if you like. And then my work starts at 6am with my first client. To just rewind a little bit about my night before routine. <laughs> I was that- just thinking, you are going to have to curb in the detail a little bit if we're going to get through your whole day. You've already gone back, back to this the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Back again. <laughs> Back to the night before the night before. Yeah. When 
But I was going to say I've got a lot better on those really early starts of getting to bed earlier the night before. How do you keep yourself accountable to that? To going to bed early? Yeah, because well, it's Well, all I need to do now is just remind myself of how crap I feel if I don't. Do you set like reminders or anything like that? Or? Well, I've got a reminder on my phone now that says get your ass to bed. Okay. Otherwise you'll feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You use bedtime app, don't you? Yeah. 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 So that's and, on um, the iPhone. But to be fair, I'm at a point now where on those nights, I'm sometimes already in bed before the reminders come on. So bedtime app, you set when you're going to bed and it sends you the reminder like half an hour before. Something like that. And then it wakes you up with a twinkly yeah, noise. Yeah, but to be fair, I need to change that because the, the twinkly noise is set for 6am because I think I said it one time at a weekend. We don't need to know this detail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was this one time. Anyway. But what I was going to say was... What was interesting, talking about feeling an obligation to work, in that I'm more of a morning person, you're more of an evening person. Yeah. So it's quite common for you to have your laptop out in the evening, whereas I'm like, no, no, like, I started earlier than you today. Yeah. So the two hours I was working this morning, I I'm claiming back right now. I would have been in bed. However, we often have this conversation, don't we, where I say to you, like, you having your laptop out makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel like I should be doing some work right now. Yeah. Whereas now I'm a lot better at that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm off to bed. Yeah. And I, you, so not letting other people influence you yeah. doing what's best for you is Believe. important. That's it. You've got to be a bit selfish sometimes. So what about breakfast? Is that generally, what time would it be? Do you have a fast? Well, to be fair, you could say I do on those early starts. You know, I typically, I say my first meal will be around 11 a.m. Okay. So it is pretty much an, a, intermittent fast. an intermittent fast that day. and But that's not every day. So some days you're at home and you're going to eat when you wake. And so it's a bit more kind of back and forth. Mm. I think I'm very flexible with my nutrition now. Um, I did a post on Insta Stories the other day about that and actually got a really great response from people because I think sometimes we can just be a little bit too rigid, just overcomplicate things a little bit. And just we need to understand like the human body, you know, doesn't have to have this rock solid routine of eat this many meals per day every single day at the exact same time like nor does it have don't eat you know until yeah. this time every yeah, single day exactly either. Yeah, yeah. and i mean the other day when i came in didn't i and i was ravenous and you were like oh why are you so hungry and it was like 4 p.m and i was like well, this is my first meal yeah because for whatever reason i couldn't even tell you why but for that day i just didn't eat and it wasn't a conscious choice yeah i went to the gym and oh that was it i we had a busy morning and then I had this dilemma of I'm hungry, but I think I needed to be back here for something. We had a call or something. And I had this dilemma of if I eat now, I don't train, but I really want to train. But if I eat, you know, I can't train straight away. So yeah, I was like, yeah. you know what, sod it. I can survive mm-hmm. another hour and have a workout. You know, I had a decent bit of scoff yesterday. So I trained, came back and I, I ate my meal and it was whatever. So just kind of trusting, not overthinking. Yeah, you don't so do any like, you now can train fasted or fed as well. You don't do like... Yeah, you know, I don't overthink it. training and, routine. And it depends on the type of training that I'm doing, the volume, the intensity, et cetera, et cetera. Of course it does in terms of, you know, what fuel I, I put into my body. But my training at the moment is very, I suppose... I'm doing the basics brilliantly, so to speak. You know, it's not crazy intensity. It's not crazy long duration. I'm just enjoying, you know, some full body weight training routines at the minute. And I just don't overthink it. I don't start freaking out that I've not got enough fuel in my body because I know that I have. You know, just because I skip breakfast isn't going to change that. And I think a lot of the times our mind can play tricks on us. What about if you start a workout and realise you're probably not feeling, and this isn't just about being fueled, but maybe 
the load of everything from kind of work stress to a bad night's sleep. What do you do? How do you adapt? To be fair, that, that's happened to me a fair few times. And, and again, I'm in a very good place now with that because sometimes, you know, you can be all geared up for a workout and just for whatever reason, once you actually start, you're just not feeling it. And, you know, sometimes it's got naff all to do with whether I've eaten or not, because sometimes I could have had a really good breakfast. Like that day, funnily enough, that I just said to you I hadn't eaten, I had an amazing workout. It's so, always, I always think there's an element to when you have the least expectation of your session, you pull better. it out of the bag. Yeah. And then when you prep and everything's perfect and you're so well fueled, it never goes as it should. So you do. expect too much. Yeah, it never yeah. goes as it should do. And you're like, I should be flying right now. Yeah, and what's you don't, going yeah, on? Yeah, and you're not. So but that's the thing, you know, the body works in funny ways. And for me on those days, if for whatever reason I'm not feeding it, I might just carry on with my mobility work and just, you know, I'm just going to do a ton of mobility work, release some tension, move a little bit better and come back to to fight another day and have a solid workout or I might just completely reduce everything. You would reduce the weight or the rep range or the, or the weight? Uh, I probably wouldn't reduce the weight because I still want there to be an element of muscle overload there. Yeah. But I might just reduce the sets. So instead of doing four sets on everything, I might do two or three. Instead of doing, I don't so know. So this is a great example for me. I always think two is not enough. Yeah, but to be fair, I used to be like that. Yeah, yeah. We spoke about this, haven't yeah, we? Like yeah. You put numbers on things. If you haven't excited, you haven't been in the gym for an hour, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, if you haven't done three sets minimum, it's not worth it. Yeah. But of I course it's worth it. I find some things easier to adapt. Like you said, the load and the time, but I always thought the sets had to be three or at well, least three. Well, no, no. Like, but anything uh, is better than nothing. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Anything is better than nothing. And also you need to think of what the what purpose is that workout serving that day? And in some cases, we go to the gym to, you know, just release a bit of steam type thing, you know, and free our mind and and just get a little bit of an endorphin hit. Because on that particular day, we didn't want to go to the gym and just absolutely smash ourselves. And don't get me wrong, 90% of the time I go to the gym, I work it hard, I have a great workout. Sometimes I have a word in myself because in my head, you know, that little chit chat of like, oh, maybe I should knock it on the head there. That was quite a tough set. And then you're like, no, come on, Matt. you got one more in the bag. But for me, it's like I say, that's part of why I love training. It's that element of discipline and overcoming those situations when you want to give up. Yeah. You want to stop. Yeah. But you overcome that and you give it another set. You give it another shot. That's part of the whole enjoyment process for me. But at the same time, you can't do that all the time. Yeah. And I think you're in a really good place when you can say, do you know what? Not today. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this instead. Here's how I'm going to adapt this workout. I'm not going to start giving myself grief saying I only done this many sets, I only done this many exercises. I was only in the gym for half an hour. Have you ever like dropped the weights on the weight floor and just started doing some Qigong or Tai Chi? Some Qigong. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I mean, do you know what though? I've gone to the gym, done a warm up, done one set on something and gone, do you know what? I ain't, I ain't in the mood. And, and then left. Just, but you've also stayed and just done like foam rolling and mobility and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I just, <laughs> you've also just gone for a number two. I have. Yeah. To be fair, I did that the other day. Blimey. Went all the way to the gym to do a poo. <laughs> I always know because you start answering messages on Facebook. But shouldn't he be in the gym? Yeah. sat on the throne. It's the only place I can go without someone hurrying me up. Yeah. You've been in there half an hour. What are you doing? <laughs> no, it's a big frustration for me some, sometimes. Some peace. Like the other day, like, I went to the gym and I was like, God, I'm dying for the loo. Because, of course, you can't go about your workout when you when you need a number two. And then I finished my mid, mid, mid job. <laughs> this is TMI. <laughs> I was like, 
looks at the time and I was like, I've got to go now. <laughs> I've got to get back. Yeah, but you're the only person in the world that takes 45 minutes to do no, it. No, exaggerating, but oh, we won't go into anyway. that. Anyway, um, okay, what things do you always make sure you include in your sessions because a lot of people now are reducing the number and actually mm-hmm. i've been surprised when you look at the studies on exercise it is like you know one hour two hours a week is offers a brilliant benefit and beyond that it's kind of more like if you've got the time if you enjoy it and you want to enter yeah. some kind of bodybuilding competition go for you know more but actually it is only a couple of sessions a week will have enough for you to do things like build bone density muscle mass all the things we talk about for health mm. so what do you make sure you include? And say you were only doing two sessions this week, how would you divide up? And this might be mind-blowing for some people who think they've got to be doing like four or five, you know, and dividing up yeah. different body parts and things. Yeah, I mean, well, first, first things first, like it entirely depends on what you enjoy. You know, that's first and foremost. And if you do enjoy going to the gym five days a week and splitting it up into body parts, then by all means, like crack on. That's plain and simple. I just think if you found something that you've enjoyed, you've won like straight away like yeah. you, you know you don't so like need a to sport you know spying for that isn't it as in 100 yeah. percent. like you know like it's like you know we got chatting to your mum and dad's friends that time who said how like they got into dancing and they go dancing now like two or three times a week yeah. and you think oh, that's amazing like and they were like we love it you know we get to see our friends and la 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 so there's that social element and i just think blimey you can't argue with that yeah. when someone's found something they love and that's why it drives me mad when people start going, oh, you know, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And granted, you know, you can supplement what you do with some other stuff to be of greater benefit to you. But it shouldn't be a case of like, that's wrong. This is right. Because it's like, well, I enjoy it. Yeah. And then second of all, I think, you know, if you can just look at the most bang for your buck, you know, if it is a big week, if it is a busy week for you and you know that you're only going to get two workouts in, let's use the gym, for example, you know, I would recommend people do a full body workout by full body you know it's what it says on the tin so to speak you know a workout that involves pretty much all the joints in the body you know I've always kind of used that example if you've got like an upper body push and an upper body pull and a squat then it's a pretty good workout probably could go one further we could go two further and maybe say upper body push upper body pull a squat variation a hip hinge variation such as you know deadlift any variation of kettlebell swings and then you could say maybe get some form of rotational work in there as well if you wanted to be go which is what most people miss don't they so they work in one plane of movement absolutely yeah yeah. we are sometimes quite narrow-minded when we go to the gym and everything is just in one plane of movement and you know the spine is designed to rotate you know we have muscles in the midsection that allow us to rotate yet we rarely use them so if you was to have like an upper body push such as like a bench press or a shoulder press upper body pull such as like a pull-up variation or any kind of row variation great that's your upper body sorted because you know you've moved your shoulder joints you've moved your elbow joints you know your biceps your triceps your chest your shoulders and your back are going to be working lower body squat variation you know the quads the hamstrings the glutes are going to be working whether that is a barbell squat a front squat a goblet squat a bulgarian split squat lunges you know we throw them into the to the squat equation and then a hip hinge. So like I say, any variation of a deadlift, kettlebell swings, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to target the hamstrings, the quads and the glutes. Because naturally the only difference really between the squat and the deadlift is one requires more knee flexion and one is more hip flexion. So essentially conventional deadlift will target the quads, hammies and glutes, but with more emphasis on the hammies and glutes. Squats will also target quads, hammies and glutes, but more emphasis on the quads because there's great knee flexion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think if you can hit those on both workouts, you've got two full body workouts there. 
you've hit all the, the major muscle groups in the body, that's a pretty good template to work from. Yeah. And if you wanted to add anything else on top of that, by all means, you could do. But for me, that would be a, a good starting point. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're actually in the process of writing a two-workout-a-week training plan yeah. for our members in Fitness 365. Yeah, because a lot of our Fitness 365 members have said, like, God, you know, if I could just train twice, just a, train week. twice a week, yeah, what would you yeah, recommend yeah. that I do? And I was like, yeah, well, I'll do a two-a-week-a-workout plan for you. And funnily enough, of late, because we've actually been pretty full-on work-wise at the minute, and I'm probably training a little bit less than I ordinarily would because... I'm not going to start making excuses, but we are just busier at the minute, you know, which you'll agree with. So I need to prioritize my time a little bit. So I've just got a little bit more savvy with my time in the gym. Bizarrely, I suppose you could say the added recovery that I'm having between sessions. I'm starting to hit some really nice PBs at the minute, which I wasn't expecting because in some people's heads, they'd be like, oh, but you're training less. Yeah. But my sessions are still of very high quality. Yeah. Even less frequency. Less frequency. Less less frequent you know, less intense overall. And it's almost like my body's quite enjoying the extra recovery at the minute and my performance in the gym is a reflection of that. So, And what about your physique? Not that we focus on this side of things, but do you think your physique has suffered for training less? Because most you, people make that assumption. Well, you tell me. I walk around the house naked most of the time. <laughs> you be the judge. I've actually commented that I think you look very good recently. Well, thank you very much, babes. <laughs> so... I would say you genuinely, I mean, you always look very good, but I think you can definitely see a difference for you because the other thing that you have been doing is kind of looking at your nutrition and if anything, again, just eating better because you're training less. So you're kind of like, well, I'm going to eat, you know. I did a post the other day in our Fit365 members group saying how I'm not perfect by any means, but I feel I'm in a very good place now with my nutrition you know, which most people be thinking, yeah, well, I should think so, Matt. Like, you're a PT, nutritionist, you've written books, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, and we've we've made, you know, we don't make anything of this, but we don't pretend to be perfect. We don't pretend that we make the right choices all the time because we don't. And like I say, perfection is something that doesn't exist. But I'm in a position now where I can adapt my nutrition so easily around, you know, whether how many meals I eat that day, what time I eat, adapting my nutrition based on how active I am. You know, like, is my training frequency high? Is my training frequency low? You know, such as that classic example of when I dislocated my shoulder last year in my boxing match. You know, I knew that training was going to be just off the agenda for for a period afterwards, you know, because you could be like, oh, yeah, what about your legs? I was doing a little bit of that, wasn't I? I was doing, like, machine-based leg exercise. But at first, I just wanted to... I just wanted to heal. I just yeah. wanted to walk. I just wanted to to get loads of sleep and just fuel my body appropriately. Yeah, it was frustrating that I wasn't training, but I knew that I couldn't consume the amount of food I was before because my energy output was much less. But it was easy for me to just go, well, we're cool. I'll just eat a bit less. And what's your favourite way of doing that? Because for some people, they'll start macro counting. Some people will just eat more vegetables some people do time restricted feeding mm. how do you do it that it's a bit more effortless and not because i know you hate complicated formats you like you on my fitness pal you're like no way it's no. been long enough on technology it doesn't work for me no so how do you cut, scale back effortlessly well for me a simple thing to do was uh chuck in some intermittent fasting yeah you know skip a meal bish bash bosh you've cut one meal out you know yeah. you've reduced calories i'm not in any way suggesting people should necessarily do that I'm quite happy to do that. It works for me and that's fine. That was a really simple thing for me to do was just to skip breakfast and my morning routine after the injury was very much coffee, 
get out on a nice big walk with you and Hamish and then go about my working day and then have a nice big, big lunch. The second thing for me was I did reduce my carb consumption. I wouldn't by any stretch say I was low carb, but I definitely was eating less carbohydrates. And, you know, lunch would probably be more protein and fat based anyway. And then I'd probably have carbs with my evening meal. Knocking the snacks on the head was another one. You know, it's easy. Even when you work at home, you know, I know and sometimes like, oh, you know, it's all right for you. Like you work from home, it's easier to prepare meals. And yeah, 100% it is. We have access to a fridge, a freezer, a cooker. Of course it does. <laughs> but at the same time. danger zone. <laughs> yeah, because the temptation's always there. Yeah, and I've always yeah. joked sometimes, I'll be working and the next thing you know, I've got my head in the fridge. And I'm like, why am I here? How did I end up here? <laughs> I was in the fridge 10 minutes ago yeah. and now I'm back here again because sometimes <laughs> you just pick at stuff because it's there and it's on the side and you can see it. And snacking, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't snack by any means, but it's easy to clock up a lot of calories through snacks alone. You know, even if you're snacking on the good stuff, things like nuts, like we often say, or nut butters can be quite calorific. And for me, I was a bit like, you know, my activity at the moment is just walking. Which, you know, don't underestimate the power of walking. And, you know, so, if you so get... That, that brings me round to... I need to get you under control. Yeah, You're sauce. a bit of a... a, bit of a, <laughs> a waffly, <Sauce> <laughs> waffly guest today on oh, the no. show. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, don't get him on again. Yeah. No, it's all very useful stuff. That brings me back to, in terms of outside of your... If you're just doing two hours of training a week or you're not training at all, mm. like how do you... You know the value of movement now and there's obviously like, you know, sitting is the new smoking yeah. and these kind of threats are kind of lingering mm-hmm. and it does make people feel guilty about office yeah. work and desk work. So what do you do? Because you don't have a stand-up desk. So no. what do you do very simply to make sure that you're active well, across the week? Well, obviously, little Hamish, our very own residential personal trainer, gets us out twice a day, which is awesome. I never used to appreciate the value of walking, whereas now, like, I really appreciate walking, really appreciate it, not only for its physical benefits, but for me also, like, the mental benefits, you know, like, gosh, like, how many how many problems have we solved from going for a walk and just having a chat? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you like, come back a different person. You, you really do. And, and sometimes it might even feel like it's the last thing you want to do because yeah. you just want to, like, wallow in self-pity <laughs> and just, we, like... We've, we've, we've set out for walks and not spoken for about the first two or three minutes we've just needed to get out just, just get the the brain like yeah yeah working and then suddenly and, before you know it, we see a robin or something and then we're like you know i don't know just perspective just sets in and then you're yeah, like or you just you know yeah. you're breathing the fresh air or you yeah. see hamish just so happy to be out and interacting with other dogs and stuff like that and you can think about the problem at hand just with a bit more logic a yeah. bit more clarity yeah and you can kind of go right Here's what I need to Here's do. Here's what I need to do rather than just getting in a flap. So for yeah. me, like I value walking for so many reasons. So that's number one. Yeah. And yeah. do you track steps? Well, I've got like a step app, but I don't obsess over it. You what's, know, your goal? what's your goal? My, my daily target is 15,000 steps, okay. um, which according to the app, I don't always hit. Sometimes I go I over it. I found you in tears at times. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit my steps. Going out for a walk around the block at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the reality is Running like it only tracks my steps when I've got my phone in my pocket. Yeah. Whereas I know a lot of steps that I do when I'm in the house, you know, yeah. back and forth to the fridge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> up and down the stairs or housework, whatever it may be. I know it's not tracking those steps. So I don't over obsess about it. But yeah, 15,000 steps is my daily target. Any yoga or mobility? Or- I now do mobility every single day be it for five minutes, 10 minutes, two minutes, just a little something. Yeah. Um, whereas before I only used to do mobility as part of my warm-up routine for the gym. Yeah. Only problem with that is if I only went to the gym twice that week, it means I only went, did two lots of mobility. 
Whereas now I have a little routine I do in bed in the morning before I get out of bed, little lay down, stretchy, wetchy <laughs> job. I was like, what, what are you talking about? No, so like, you know, when you're laying in bed and I do that thing, like full body stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm showing, no one can yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> um, do that one, you know, you like pull a knee into your chest. Yeah. Do a few of those. Bend my legs and then kind of like rotate my knees down either side yeah. to get the, the you back get moving. Lower back problems sometimes, yeah. don't you? Having and then I sometimes when I get up and then Hamish gets up and he does a downward dog and I for just for lols do a downward dog with him and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, so that's that. That's a little thing I do each morning because I just find it just really just opens everything up. And then I'll do a little sequence throughout the day, maybe more than once as well. So I might do like a couple of like really small sequences, you know, across the day. If I'm training, I do maybe a little bit more. So for me now, mobility work is very much part and parcel of my Just everyday. Integrated in. Yeah, yeah, but again, I don't obsess over the numbers. I'm not like, I have to do this whole big routine or I have to do 15 minutes. I'm like, I do what I feel like doing. Yeah. But I do something. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So what about the food? Let's talk about the food. Oh, yes. Food. Just give me Let's kind talk of, about food. <laughs> give me a general idea. Don't tell me like the last seven meals you've yes. had. <laughs> give me a general idea of what you aim for, strive for in terms of your nutrition. You obviously, I know you don't track anything and you don't use any kind of... No, I don't, I don't track, but I've been in the game long enough to have a, a good basic understanding of how much is in what, you know, in terms of, you know how much protein is in a chicken breast, how so, much so carb you, is in a sweet potato, blah, blah, do blah. Do you strive to hit like a protein goal every day or? I try and hit about, um, I aim for about two grams of protein per kilo of body weight per day. Sometimes I reckon it's a little bit less. Some days I reckon it's a little bit over. And again, I don't I don't sweat it. Yeah. I know it's still a good number that I'm hitting. Yeah. So I try to consume protein at each meal. Generally, my breakfast will be more protein and fat based because it's just what I like. You know, i.e. maybe some some eggs and some avocado. I might treat myself to some nice sausages and bacon and eggs and tomatoes, you know, a little bit of a cooked breakfast. Lunch can be whatever. You know, if we've got some potatoes on the ready, I might have a jacket potato with a salad and again, some kind of source of, of protein. And then normally in the evenings, I do quite like a big meal in the evenings. So sometimes even if I'm a bit hungry, kind of mid-afternoon, I'll be like, oh, I'll save myself for a bit more of a feast tonight because for me my dinner nine times out of ten is the end of my working day if you know what I mean like yeah. I'm almost like hey my work's done now it's dinner time then it's chill time yeah so I quite look forward to like a nice big meal and again you know we'll always have some protein there um, how do you divide up your proteins in terms of animal vegetable oily fish fish how do you or do you not overthink it well really? I tend not to overthink it I'll be honest with you though during the day for me, food is fuel. I'm not too fussed about going mental with cooking a fancy lunch or whatever. We often have leftovers because we meal prep most of the time. So we have stuff handy. But for me, I would be more than happy with a big ass salad, a sweet potato that we'd kind of, you know, because we normally just cook a load of sweet potatoes and well, white potatoes, whatever potato you like in the oven. Um, you know, so they're just there in the fridge ready. And, and I'll have that with a, a tin or two of fish, you know, tin mackerel, tin sardines, bosh, job done. It's not for everyone, but for me, sometimes I'm like, it took me two minutes to prepare because yeah. anything that needed cooking was already cooked. Doesn't take long to, to put a salad together. And it just, it's going to do the job. You know, it's protein, it's carbs, it's green stuff. So I know that that meal has served me well type thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not that fussed about it, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And what do you think could do slightly better with your nutrition? 
I think I could probably eat more vegetables. Yeah. I think sometimes because I tend to have, you know, protein, fat-based breakfast in the morning, like I maybe find ways of getting a bit more kind of fruit and veg in the equation in the morning there. Yeah. I sometimes in my evenings favour protein just because I like it over maybe some extra veg when I could have really done with maybe a little bit less protein and more vegetables, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could probably do with eating a little bit less animal protein overall, maybe. I do eat a lot of meat. Not that I'm here to bastardise meat or animal protein because I love it and I don't think you need to, but I consume a lot and I probably could vary my protein a little bit. And what about outside of meals? So like desserts and things like that. What's your favourite kind of things to have? You know the answer to this. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. And do you have other things that are like a more of a kind of staple healthy dessert? Or Well, we, we got into the habit, didn't we, of, of almost having like a little bit of dark chocolate every evening after dinner with a cup of like decaf coffee or mint tea or whatever. But I'm funny because I can take or leave that because I'll only have it if you bring it in yeah. to the living room. And I cannot leave it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you didn't bring it in... I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't go out and get the chocolate myself no, or, like or, or, or ask things, you to. you as a late on, you'll always have yeah, like, you quite like fruit and... Some berries and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Berries and yogurt is a wicked little dessert actually because A, it's the opportunity to up your protein intake a little bit, get your fruit in you. You know, especially low fat yogurt, it's very low calorie. Maybe add a little bit of honey if you want to, you know, to get a bit of sweetness. So it kind of curbs the sweet too for us getting your protein intake up and... Uh, getting a little bit of an antioxidant hit as well. So what about, um, last thing on the food side, then we're going to speed through. We need to still do... Well, there's more. <laughs> Blimey. Liquid, liquid calories. Where are you with liquid calories? Like lattes, well, alcohol. Would you uh, wear a mind with it? Like, what, do you have anything? Do you? Well, my only caffeinated beverage is black coffee, as strong as you could possibly make it. <laughs> Not because I'm addicted to caffeine. I just like really strong tasting coffee. Yeah, you make decaf very strong as yeah, well. Yeah, even decaf, like, you know, even that. Like, People in prep think you're nuts because you go, can I have a decaf with an extra shot? And they're, and they're like, like, what? Doesn't that defeat the object? <laughs> it's like, well, no, it's, it's the taste. I want to enjoy the damn thing. I don't just want to be, you know, you can't, you don't just have an extra shot when you want an extra shot of caffeine. It's a preference thing. So I don't have, I can't remember the last time I had a latte, cappuccino or whatever. And is that because you don't think that they, you don't like them? I don't, or you don't like think them. Oh, okay. Well, I don't dislike yeah. I wouldn't go, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's a latte because it's you, coffee and milk. You but like the bitterness of coffee. Yeah, so, that's how I yeah. much prefer to have a coffee. Plus, if I was to have a pint of dairy, I'd rather it be in the form of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I had a preference. Yeah. I do treat myself occasionally to a Pepsi Max, you know, in terms of like, which is obviously zero calorie. And sometimes if it's hot and whatever and you just fancy something with a little bit of flavour, I might treat myself to one of them. But it's rare. But you it's like rare. Ginger beer, don't you as well? Ginger beer, fever tree ginger beer, actually that's quite nice. From an alcohol perspective, I'm big on my whiskey right now. Like I don't know if there's an age where you <laughs> is it classed as an old man's drink? I don't know. You my granddad. I am at heart. I'll have a pipe soon. Yeah, they will. And a walking <laughs> stick, just as an accessory. Your waistcoat. Not even because I need one. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I just quite begun on my whiskey right now and I'm no expert by any means, but I'm really enjoying trying, you know, new ones that I've not tried before. And But what I do like with whiskey is it's a drink that 
you know, well, I suppose some people on a Friday and Saturday night, you know, might just bosh, knock it back as a shot. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be their first choice, Mike. But for me, like, I suppose like a good wine, if you can actually appreciate what you're tasting yeah, yeah. and you really take your time with it, it's just a very, you can, like a little goes a long way. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm quite enjoying whiskey at the moment. I can't remember You the do last... also drink it very mindfully. I don't see you ever, because uh, you don't get drunk very easily because you're, I think, cause you've got so much size. So whenever you take alcohol, it has to be something that you really enjoy. Don't drink it for, yeah, not, not, not that you ever have really, no. you know, been a drinker for the... Just to get drunk. Yeah, the kind of tranquilizing effect of it. You drink because you enjoy the taste of it. Mm. And yeah, so you do drink very mindfully. And I think like, you know, whiskey ain't cheap either. <laughs> like in terms of, you know, like some of the bottles that I've been buying have been pretty pricey, like nothing crazy, but you almost don't want to get through it too quick yeah, because you know you how much it costs. It. Yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, I don't want to be spending that again anytime soon. So you make it last. Yeah. And but you're investing in quality, aren't you? As yeah, as well, so. exactly. And yeah. that's that's kind of me on the liquid calorie front. Plus, you know, if I had a choice, I'd much rather get my calories from food than liquid. Yeah. Like liquid, you know, like milkshakes and smoothies and all of that don't really do it for me in that yeah. sense. I wouldn't say no to one. Yeah. But do you see what I mean? If if I I had a choice, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have a meal. Yeah. Okay, last couple of things then. What about your sleep routine? What do you do? And do you take any supplements? In fact, let's just quickly do supplements. Do you take any supplements? I take a multivitamin. Do you like the way that I said that as if I don't know that I I make up your little boxes for you and label them all? I was going to say, (laughs) Kerish does me a little pill box (laughs) for the week. So I... I take a multivitamin, I take a good quality fish oil for the days when maybe I've, you know, I've not had any oily fish. I don't take it. So for example, if it has been a day where I've had like a nice big portion of mackerel or something with my lunch, I won't take one. Yeah. You know, I don't take it just for the sake of taking it. It's almost like I say, it's for those days when I haven't maybe had any fish. I have magnesium and zinc before sleepy time. Yeah. And that's a kind of like a general basic day-to-day on the supplement front. Do you take anything extra at night to help you sleep if you've had, like if you're stressed or if you're trying to wind down a little bit? Maybe I've been working a bit later than I would have liked. I might, and I feel like I need a little bit of help. I might take uh, some taurine, Mm -hmm. which obviously an amino acid with uh, calming effects. Yeah. But yeah, but other than that, I keep it quite simple on the supplement front. From a training supplement side of things, I do have post-workout shakes, whey, sometimes plant-based. What's your favourite ones? Any protein shakes that you like? For, well, plant-based, I quite like New Zest. And the reason I went straight with plant-based there is because most plant-based ones taste like crap, um, <laughs> unless you mix 10 tonne of other stuff in with them. Yeah. But New Zest is actually quite nice just straight up. Yeah. The vanilla one especially, but that blended in with a, just a bit of water and a banana post-workout I really quite like. Whey, to be fair. Whey is whey. Whey is whey, mm. you know, and if it's kind of been mixed in with the usual <laughs> sweeteners and whatnot, then yeah, yeah. it tastes nice. Do, do you know what I mean? But um, what was that one we tried the other day? And it was really nice, the chocolate one. PhD. PhD. It was actually, it's actually a female one. Well, it's called PhD woman. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's exactly the same, no doubt. Yeah, just with yeah, a yeah. different packaging to make it look more feminine. It's just a marketing thing. I was very impressed it had thormatin in as a sweetener, which for PhD, they normally have sweeteners, sweeteners. Mm. Okay. But it wasn't, it was a more of a natural sweetener. But that was nice. Yeah, that was, was really nice. nice. I enjoyed that. Hands off, it's mine. So what about in terms of sleep routine, anything else you do in terms of... 
I think the main things for me are reducing my screen time, you know, quite late in the evening. We've got some nice little kind of like cozy lights that we have on in the lounge. We quite like a bit of TV in the evening, which some people would be like, oh, but Matt, that's a screen, like blah, blah, blah. But we tend to watch things in the evening, you know, maybe quite lighthearted, a little bit of comedy, maybe something like that, that just puts you in good spirits, really. Nothing that kind of makes you think too much, nothing too hardcore. Because a good thing for me with TV is it disengages brain. Yeah. Like, whereas reading doesn't always do that for me, like cause my brain is still quite active and I'll be thinking about work and whatever else. Tend to uh, wear an eye mask, which helps. But other than that, the main thing for me is kind of, I suppose, having that, trying to dedicate a, a good 45 minutes to an hour before bed of being like, right, chill. Yeah. You nice. know, no how, phone, how, how in your PJs, you... get your teeth brushed ready. Yeah. Because so that's what I love when I go to bed. You haven't got to do anything. I'm going to do anything. Yeah. You know, set my that's phone a, alarm and a, everything. That's a so, dieter's trick. You know, they used to say, like, brush your teeth after dinner. Stop you eating stop more. Stop you eating more. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad shout. But yeah, but I do all of that. So I'm in my PJs and, and whatnot, or my pants and socks ready for the, for the, <laughs> the next, next morning. Day. So then when it's time to go to bed, I just go straight to bed. <laughs> Such you know, a catch. A, alarm set, teeth are brushed, brush. <laughs> oh, I had a question that's gone out of my head. How do you escape? Last question. No, two more questions. But how do you escape from stress? So you can feel, um, you know, you've had something come in the inbox and you've something else has happened and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. how do you escape that? Do you know what? I will probably now just leave my phone here. If I'm on my own yeah. and I haven't got you to have a chinwag. But that, that's a good point. So first of all, you, you always talk things through. So some yeah. people don't even do that. And yeah, I've always been a kind of heart on my sleeve type of guy. You know, if anything's bothering me, you, you know about it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, good or bad. I've always been very open with you, haven't I? If yeah. everything's on my mind, I don't keep it to myself. You know, I, I talk to you about it. And if you're not there, if I am on my own, like I'll often, I'll be like, right, do you know what? I need to get out for a bit and I'll leave my phone here. So then I can't even look at it. I yeah. can't even, you know, yeah. I don't have a choice in the matter anymore. And I just get out. You know, with Hamish and I might just do a quick lap around the woods or around the golf course just to kind of just, I suppose, just think things through and just put a bit more perspective on the on the situation. Because often, you know, it's, you know, everyone has stresses and, and whatnot, but sometimes, you know, it just gets the better of you. And I think if you can just step back a little bit and just think about it with a little bit more clarity, you, you'll often realise it's, it's not a bigger problem as you, you made it out to be in the first place. Yeah. And there are far worse problems to have, you know what I mean? So, and I think sometimes you, but you need to step back to see that. Yeah, you do a lot of kind of gratitude without even kind of labelling it as that. You'll often kind of say, you've got so much to be grateful for, I just mm. need to remind myself of that, you know, yeah. so attitude of gratitude almost kind of kicks in as a as a way to kind of fight back at the, the yeah, you know, when things aren't going your way. And I just, you know, I just think, gosh, like you hear about some of the things other people are going through and you think, blimey, you know, where do I get off bloody moaning about this for crying out loud? <laughs> okay, last question then. Best bit of health advice you ever received? Best bit that I ever received? Yeah. Oh. Well, do you know what? I'll tell you something, actually. I saw a quote the other day from Banksy. Didn't even know this was a Banksy quote. So yeah. This is very recent. Yeah. But... For me, I just thought it was so good. And it said, when things get hard, learn to rest, not to quit. That's good. That's nice. I like that. I was like, it's so true, isn't it? How I think sometimes we are quick to, because life is hard. 
in the grand scheme of things, it is hard and we all have our barriers and our obstacles and things that we, we, we need to overcome, you know, some far more extreme than others for sure. But as I say, you know, but don't quit, just learn to rest, learn to take a moment and just reboot, uh, reboot, you know, and, and just maybe come back and have another go or continue where you left off type thing. And I think sometimes we're so quick to be like, oh, you know, that's too hard or that's not working. I'm just going to jack it in. And you just think, well, no, actually, you probably shouldn't. So I quite liked that. I've just thought of two more things. Just could you give a book and a film that you think will just lift them up? Because we use books and films a lot in uh-huh. terms of our own. And sometimes it's like, just because it's funny, it's comedy. Yeah. Could you give someone now a book and a film that you think would lift them up? If they're in this point where they're looking for inspiration, motivation. Hmm. Well, it's a hard one because you're, you're talking to someone who doesn't really read many books. You read loads of books, but they, you do tend to read entrepreneurs say, and yeah. biographies. And... Well, I'll tell you a book that really lifted me up, actually. And I suppose this is because it relates to me. It means something to me. And that was Shoe Dog by... The founder of Nike. Yeah, yeah. I've just completely lost my bearings of what his name is. Ah! Word recall. Let me that's going to drive me mad. <laughs> it was so profound. Shoe Dog. <laughs> Yeah, find that. So anyway, it is, it is the um, it is the the founder of Nike, Phil Knight. I was going to say, it. I had Knight in my head. Yeah, I had Phil in my head. <laughs> you, you should have said really. <laughs> I knew it was Phil something. So yeah, Phil Knight wrote a book called Shoe Dog, and it's all about where the idea for Nike came from, his journey to setting the company up, to it becoming the absolute multi-billion dollar giant that it is today. Yeah. And it really, really inspired me because A, I think it's easy to think that anyone who's anywhere where you would like to be, and obviously I don't ever expect to be a sportswear giant that, <laughs> that endorses maybe one day. You know, the likes of LeBron James yeah. and Michael Johnson uh, maybe, Michael Jordan. Maybe one day. But um well Michael Johnson was Nike as well, actually. Um yeah, maybe one day, you never know. But I suppose sometimes like from your perspective, you know, in my case I might look at someone who's you know, an entrepreneur, runs a business, is in a place where I would aspire to be. And I think it's almost, you easily assume that I just kind of worked out for them, you know, like, oh, they started the business back when there was less competition and this, that and the other. And and same with like people watching other folks on social media with the figure or the physique that they want and they feel so far away. Or the gym skills or anything. And you just think, oh yeah, but you know, they've always been into the gym. It's been easy for them. And it's just like, oh, they've got genetics, blah, blah, blah. You you list all these reasons as to why it was easier for them, but it's not for you. But then you read a book like Shoe Dog and you think, God, he went through it. Like he could have quit ages ago. You know, know, he had so many setbacks in the, the starting of Nike that most people, to be fair, probably would have quit. And he didn't. Now look at him. You know, he's worth billions. Yeah, You've um, read a lot of stories like that, don't you? And you, you often tell them to me and say, you know, almost when you're kind of at your lowest point, it's mm. probably when you're about to really define yourself and, and discover well, Gary, your kind of true meaning in life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what I was put on this Yeah, but basically do. it's almost like you have to, I think it's a big part of whatever anyone out there is doing. This could be any career, not just we run business, but any career, any striving to change and get a qualification, anything you're trying to do out there. It's almost like at your lowest point, you really start to define yourself mm. and go, okay, 
you know, grit my teeth and I'm going to do this type thing. So I think it all happens for a reason and that's what people need to, and that goes to, of course you know, it does. Yeah. changing your, your, your health as well, that you get to that point where you're like, ah. You know, you need to remind yourself that that person that you think had it easy probably hasn't. Didn't, yeah. You know, that Look person, they, yeah, own, yeah. they might only be showing you the highlight reel on Instagram, yeah, yeah. but you can bet your bottom dollar, like they've had to work hard to get to wherever they've needed to get to. Yeah. And I think Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a, I suppose like a, like a bit of a, a marketing motivation guy, you know, he's an entrepreneur, runs a very successful company, he's written a ton of books. And he made a great point the other day. And he said, the reason I document what I do on a daily basis is because I want people to see my work ethic. I want people to see that I show up every single day and and I work. And even though my business is successful, like I've been doing these videos from way before. So people saw the Gary V before, you know, I was running a hundred million dollar company yeah. and they'll see me when the company is a billion dollar company, yeah. but they'll be able to go look at what he did. He gave the example of Jeff Bezos, you know, the uh, Amazon founder, yeah. who's now like the richest man in the world, literally. Yeah. And he said like, Imagine how powerful it would have been seeing video footage of him in his little Amazon office packing books himself to be sent off that someone had ordered. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. he says, yeah. but he says, because you don't see that. No, You no. just see Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates, the richest man in the world. Who's the Apple guy? Steve Jobs. Steve, Steve yeah, Jobs, yeah. you know, like all these people. Yeah, yeah. And you just see that end product. Unless you do read their book or dig a bit deeper, you don't see everything that went on before that so a lot of people think that these things aren't obtainable because they don't see how someone else did it they just see the end product yeah and i just think that's quite powerful and i think we're quite and that's why you like reading things like biographies and yeah i love it i love i love seeing the film now (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm gonna wrap you up i'm afraid give me a film is there anything we've watched lately that i've said anything about I remember you crying to up. <laughs> yeah, within minutes I was crying to up. But I, I, do you know what? I, I'll tell you what I would say is quite simply any film that just takes you away for a couple of hours, any film that you can really get into that you know you're going to enjoy, you know, treat yourself to a proper film night, be it at the cinema, be it at home, you know, make some really nice film snacks and just get engrossed in a film. Because I think anything that allows you to move away from... Escape reality. Yeah, yeah just yeah, escape yeah. for, for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, then then that'll do the job. Yeah. Is that a good enough answer? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah good. Sorry, I haven't no, got a... Good. You haven't got an all-time favourite film? No. Nah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on well, the show, thank Matthew. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Plenty of nuggets in there. Is there? Yeah. Oh, that's all right then. Very nice interviewing you. Cool. So I'm going to interview you next time. Oh, God. Okay. That'd be I'm going to think up my answers now. <laughs> no, you can't. No, I know. You're going to cheat. Well, guys, cool. thank you. Well, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. I'll be honest with you, that threw me off because uh, whilst we said we were going to talk about this, and like Kerry said, I didn't know what the questions were, but she did have them on her screen, uh, but I hadn't seen them at this point. I actually didn't ask them. I changed them. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you just went with the flow. Yeah. Like it. You improvised. <laughs> Probably because there was more questions and we didn't have time to get through them. But I hope you did enjoy my waffle there. I always say, you know, I do waffle, but there is substance in the waffle there is some value in there somewhere i think even a little bit and it's like i always say whenever i do a talk if you can come away with one thing then i'm happy so hopefully there's at least one thing in there that you can relate to and think yeah i like that 
then I've done my job. Awesome. So uh, on that note, I'm going to say ta-ra. Um, as usual, guys, please, please, please leave a review if you can on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to this. Um, it means the absolute world. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. And of course, share the episode with anyone you feel would benefit. Thank you very much for listening. And yeah, we'll see you in episode 112. Bye. See ya.